talking about why once an INFJ is really done with somebody, they're actually done. They're not just pretending. And you will hear a lot of people say this about themselves. Once I'm done, I'm done for good. And this is like actually a really popular quote you see on social media. But with us INFJs, it's very interesting because people are so often blindsided by it. They don't understand it and they're just taken back because we as INFJs are known to be actually really invested in other people. That's actually why it's such a shock to people. We get stuck on people sometimes for years and we forgive them. It doesn't matter if it's a sibling, if it's a friend, if it's a romantic interest. It kind of seems like once we've allowed a person into our life, into our heart, into our mind, there is no way for them to mess up. And people have actually tried it consciously and subconsciously and we very often have a sweet spot for them. And therefore they even on a subconscious level learn that no matter what they do, the INFJ is never going to give up on them. But then, you know, it happens. And then people are just taking back. They don't understand it at all. So today we're going to talk about what the mechanism is about this. What is going on in an INFJ's mind and what we can learn from this in the long run. Before we get started though, remember to download the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. If you haven't done this so far, the link is in the description. It's a free poster and it helps you to get started on that INFJ epic life journey today. It's about taking simple steps, but that make the biggest difference. I always say we as INFJs, we don't have to do all the steps, we just have to do the right steps. So here is how you start. And if you say, I'm ready for the next level, I want that support. I want to make a big transformation and I want to make it fast. I want to see results. Then work with me one-on-one. -on -one. For this, you also find everything you need to know in the description. So back to the topic. So first off, why does an INFJ allow people so much into their life? Like what's going on? Would you say that INFJs are just, you know, easily manipulated, that we just allow others to take advantage of us, that we're the victim or a martyr. Well, very often you hear these things or you read about those things and you know, there is sort of like the stigma around this, but I've studied and I've really taken a lot of time to understand what's really going on. And it's such a deeper process than most people believe. And actually the INFJs who start that journey and you know, you look at the superficial facts and it's like, yeah, I'm a people pleaser. I just have a sweet spot for other people. I want them to feel good. I want them to like me. It's more than that. We have a very interesting way of perceiving the world. You know, INFJs are known to absorb other people's emotional states. And this is not just something as in, I don't have another choice and that person is around me and I just feel it. Yeah, that's going on, but we have to be aware that on some level we control this. We allow this to happen. And the more we become conscious of it, the more we can actually do something about it, right? So imagine an INFJ has a vast capacity of space they can fill up. That's our NI. In that NI, we do have space for other people. And no matter whose energy you absorb, so to say, it's always through your own lens. It's always about what you pick up about that person. How would you otherwise explain that there are people in your life or in your past that you've had such a strong connection with, you felt their presence, you knew everything about them, you just absorbed all of their energy, you focused on it, you were pretty much just bathing in all of that energetic, you know, atmosphere. And now 
When you meet that person, it's not the same. You don't feel those things. It's a different vibe. The reason for that is maybe that other person has changed a bit, but most of the time you have changed. You have changed your filter. You have changed the way you perceive certain things. That's why I always say when the INFJ gets to a place where they say, you know, I'm done with you. This isn't an emotional decision. This isn't like, oh, I don't feel anything for that person. That does not mean that, you know, the INFJ makes that logical decision of that's a bad person. That's a person who pulls me down. So I'm going to cut them off. You know, we've tried that. That doesn't work. You're going to obsess over the other person. You're going to stalk them on social media. You know, your mind is still filled up with that person. And this happens because of our obsessive tendencies, right? We can get to a place like this specifically if our life isn't going in a way where you feel like it's growing, it's exciting. I'm putting all my energy into building my life. You know what happens? We start daydreaming. We start going into our worlds, into possibilities. And you know, I've done this so many times. I've been stuck on people for years and I'm not talking about two years. I mean, six years, five years, like, you know, all throughout my teens and my twenties and you know, I know I'm not the only one. So many INFJs experience this. And once you're in this state, it doesn't feel like you really have a choice because what is actually happening. And now I get to this place of, you know, what it all has to do with a logical decision. What we do is we allow that person's energy to come into our state, right? Through our current filter, we make a judgment on who that person is, what kind of qualities they have. And we probably look at them in a very positive way, right? If we get upset over them. Again, this isn't just about romantic relationships. So this can be about best friends. This can be about, you know, mentors. This can be about just people in your surrounding that you feel like, okay, that person actually makes me feel alive. Once I focus on them, there is a relief. There's some excitement that's happening in my mind. And we as INFJs, you know, we have a hard time distinguishing between what's in our mind and what is reality. That's why I always say, you know, look at externally observable facts because your feeling won't tell you that you will get that high thinking of that person. You will get that high thinking of some scenario. So we allow this energy to come into our system because it makes us feel good. And it's a quick fix because every single time you think about that person, every single time you imagine something, every single time you listen to a song and you close your eyes and you get all of these emotions coming back up. Yes, it's an emotional thing, but it all happens based on the fact that you've made a logical decision with your introverted thinking of who that person is, what they're all about and you know how they fit into your world. 99% of the time, guess what? That person isn't the person you thought they were because then you probably wouldn't need to obsess over them. Then they would be in your life. All would be good. And your reality would actually match your thoughts. But we've all been in this situation and no matter what other people tell us, we will still believe at that moment. No, this is different. It doesn't matter that nobody understands it. It doesn't matter that that person hasn't really called me or made any advances or whatever it is, or has shown me that they're interested in being like equal friends or, you know, uh, in a relationship with us or anything like this, because we find a way to justify our logic because it just feels so good. It's the quick fix. You know, we talked about this in addictive behaviors, um, unleashing the INFJ's power because again, like, you know, it feels good. So of course we're going to go there. And then once you've had this image in your
your mind of that's who that person is, that's what they're all about. You know, they may not be able to do any bad or if they do, there's always an explanation why they're suffering. There's always much more understanding for what's going on in their life than actually what's going on with you. We have allowed all that energy to come into our system because our own energy isn't big enough to excite us enough. Like the comparison just doesn't, you know, match up. It's much better to have that imagination. And then it happens that that person doesn't treat you right. And it doesn't have to be because they have bad intentions. Like this can be a neighbor. Again, like I'm using very often examples of, you know, something romantic, but on a smaller scale, this works in any kind of scenario. And we always find like some kind of reason why we justify their behavior. They're mean to us. Well, you know, they're suffering. They have so much going on in their life. There is like, you know, pain from their childhood. They don't believe in themselves. Like all those stories we tell ourselves, right? But then we get to a place where we really can't justify our own belief system. That is the point when we have this cognitive dissonance, when we have this place of reality doesn't match up to my imagination. Like at some point you just cannot justify that person's behavior with the person that you've made up in your mind. Like you have to get to a place where you say, I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake in my logic. And that's a completely different thing than saying, oh, that person isn't a good person. I should just forget about them and move on. Because then you haven't really changed your mindset. You still actually think that's the person you thought they were and there are reasons why they're behaving like in such a way. You still have their energy in your system. Like you've made that, you know, the thing that you choose to focus on. And so again, like you get to this place and at some point we all get to this place where it's just enough is enough. And this can be, you know, as I said, years, 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 and it can be like continuous things. Like I've had this with friends where I just recognize, oh, I was focusing so much of my attention onto them, like all of their energy. I felt everything about them. I knew what they're all about, what made them upset. I wasn't aware of what I was all about and what I was upset about. So when you get to this place, that's the very famous INFJ door slam when we say that's it. And that my friends, is a logical thing. It's not a logical decision that we try to convince ourselves of as in, you know, that person, I shouldn't focus on them, but then we still see what they're doing. No, we actually decide, no, thinking about that person causes me more pain than not. Focusing more on them than on me causes me too much pain. And on top of that, you recognize that you've made a mistake in your judgment. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be like a door slam, right? I've had this like with over years, just developing different understandings of what my life is all about, who I am, what I want. And then you have a different thought process. Remember, we have an eye, you know, our intuition, we allow energy to come in and then we have an internal judgment about it, our TI gives this whole thing a meaning. And when we decide, no, I now look at that person from a different perspective. Remember, you've done this before. I see this person from a different perspective. I don't see them for all the kind things they can do or for their interesting way or for their charisma. No, I look at the fact that, you know, I'm wasting my time with this. This isn't moving forward. This doesn't give me anything in life, whatever it might be. So once you get to this place, you have changed your internal system. You have changed how you see yourself in the world and you by extension change how you think about that other person. I mean, just think about situations in the past where you had a very certain emotional state about a person. You are not that person anymore. You have changed your view of yourself. You cannot even tap into that old place anymore. Maybe you could, but you just don't want to because you know the result of it wasn't what you wanted. And once this new state of yours, this new understanding, understanding of the world, this new understanding of you and by extension, the other 
person just becomes the main thing. And in that world, you're not accepting crumbs anymore. And that's when people get really blindsided. That's when they don't know what's happening because on top of the fact that you as an INFJ are able to create this like new reality for yourself. And with that, you just become a new person. That person has also been used to you being extra giving, extra understanding. They felt like they can go even further than they could go with other people. And now it's all gone. And that is what is actually happening. And so once you know this, what do you do with this information? Well, the most important thing is to understand that if you're able to change yourself and you've done this a couple of times, you're not always thinking about that's the only way to go. You become way more aware that you are capable of changing how you view situations, how you view others. And that in itself gives you a great advantage with meeting new people, getting in new situations because your involvement emotionally from a logical and thought process world isn't going that far. Every single time you make a break like this, the more you decide who you want to be in such a way that is not changeable, based on who you meet in your life. And that's how you built your NI from the ground up. That is actually the basis of the INFJ Epic Life, that you become more and more solid and no matter who you meet, what you experience, there's just less and less that is adaptable because you have learned what works best for you. So use that to your advantage when you're creating your INFJ Epic Life. Remember, if you haven't done this so far, download the poster to take the first steps. If you want to work with me privately and tackle the biggest issues, make huge transformations in a short amount of time, then work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, Why the INFJ is so intimidating.